This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Monday, September the 19th, 2016. Friday, 9 a.m. Arizona time. Today, September 19th. What do we do on these days? The physical delivery of gold and silver. It's as easy as giving us a call at one 800 951 The lovely Wendy is here today to take your phone calls, answer your questions, walk you through your order, or go check us out on the World Wide Web. We're at allamericangold.com. Not only can you order online, but you can check out all the products and... Get the news to disturb the comfortable. This show is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group and its CEO and owner, and he's the man who delivers economics with attitude, Joe Jaquin, on this Monday. How are you? Well, I'll say this. Cardinal victory, always a good thing. Uh, My youngest son, they won their game Saturday. My oldest did not play. They were off. Uh, It's still a little warm. I'm ready for it to be cooler I will say this, uh, for the first time, at least this summer, I was able, you know, as I was getting ready to leave for work at about 5.30 in the morning, I walked outside and I was like, ooh, it's a little cooler out. Of course, well, cooler here is like mid-60s. Right, right. Well, I mean, but you're also talking at, what, 5.30 in the morning? Yeah. 5 in the morning? <laughs> I, I mean, that's the, I mean... For Arizona, that's a special time. It's a special time because it means it's close. It's getting it's closer. getting closer. I did not feel that way at noon on Saturday as I stood out in the uh, in the heat as my youngest son was playing, and I don't know how those kids do it. I really don't. They're kids. They're yeah, made of rubber I, at that age. They're kids. They're made, and as long as you're hydrating them, getting them plenty of water and Gatorade and stuff, they'll be fine. Two more terrorist attacks this weekend. Uh, we had the a Somali at the mall in Minnesota uh, with a knife. It's kind of like a game of Clue. I'll take uh, the Somali at the mall with a knife. And I'll take the, uh, I don't know, the terrorist in New Jersey with the pressure cooker. <laughs> yes. The Afghani with the pressure cooker in New, Jer- New no, York no, no, in uh, New Jersey. The only thing I saw on the pressure cooker guy was he had set these pressure cookers just out in the open, next to a mailbox that's sitting out there on some street in New Jersey, and it's filled with, you know, um, nuts and bolts. You know, just weird. Weird. So they, they killed the Somali in Minnesota, the Afghan 
national was uh, shot and wounded. He's actually in police custody or in the hospital anyway. They they nabbed him this morning. But don't worry. As they released something like 858 more. Uh, they're saying, and I want to be clear, and I I've, I've had to restart my computer so I don't have the article up with me, but they let in. 858 immigrants that they shouldn't have. Well, you know what's interesting about this? I think that Did every time... Did you see that? Though, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. They're, they're high, quote-unquote, high risk. Right. This, come on in. Come on in. Doors open. You know, we'll get there. We'll get to you in a little bit. We'll get you a drink. I don't know. I don't, you we know what? flagged you as high risk. But right? come on in. But come on in anyway. Come on in anyway. You know, have a seat. Get comfortable. Don't worry. We'll get you some money. We'll get you some health care. We'll get you some food. Oh, by the way, don't blow anything up, please. Oh, we had a couple guys still blew something up. You know, what's interesting that I have a question about is this helping. I think when this happens, it helps uh, uh, Donald Trump. I would think so. I think that, it, you know, I, I heard Hillary was out on the idiot box this morning talking, oh, we need to have stronger policies in place. And I'm like, hmm. Gee, I knew somebody that talked about that. Oh, wait, he was a racist. Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. How are those policies going to help the people that got slashed with the knife? Where's that policy at right now? Well, you know, the funny part is, is even the current policy where they actually had said, hey, you know what, let's put a flag on, probably shouldn't let this person in. And then we find out they let him in anyway. Oh, sorry, we made a mistake. Yeah, you know what, if Obama has his way and Hillary's policies go into effect, they're going to keep coming in. If this is one platform that they're, you know what, and all Hillary will do is run these campaigns on TV. I'm not telling you, she is spending a ton of money right now on these ads that just make Donald Trump. I, I'm going to tell you right now. He's doing is, his advertising this form. This is why I love TiVo, because I get to fast forward through this that stuff. But you were telling me, all of her ads are nothing to do with anything that she stands for. We're not going to save you any money. We're not going to save you any money. We're not going to help welfare. We're not going to help. Nope, it's just attack ads on Donald Trump. And I'm telling you, she's failing. She's failing with these you ads. You actually think you've been watching these ads. I have. You actually think it's actually going the other way. I absolutely believe that. That she's actually helping him with these ads. She's not promoting her platform. She is absolutely not promoting a thing. She's just trying to put Donald Trump down. And I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you. The people that are watching these commercials, and they're not getting anything out of it. I, I don't know. I really, you know, this is this is kind of the world we live in anymore. Uh, you know, the the let's bring everybody down and let's talk about all the flaws of somebody else, and let's never talk about the things that actually matter in this country. Part of the reason why I think a lot of people uh, are attracted to Donald Trump, at least he's willing to talk about it. You may not like what he says about it. You may not even like how he says it. But at least he's willing to call the spade a spade. And he talks tough about it. The other side doesn't. They talk policies. They talk, you know, this garbage. He talks about, hey, the wall just got 10 feet higher. That's tough talk. That's tough talk. That's tough talk. And I think we want to hear it. And you know what? There's no political correctness to what Donald Trump is saying. Zero. And I'm just, uh, you know what? He's not going to tippy-toe around your feelings. And I think we want that tough talk. I, I think you're right. I, I really, I, well, I hope so, because I don't know if I can take any more of these policies. 
I really, I just don't understand it, and they try to downplay it, and they don't want to call it bombings, they don't want to call it terrorist attacks, and, and they want, you know, just all the other things that add up to it. Patriot Radio News Hour, we'll be back after the break. Double J is the love. Happy Monday. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The Federal Reserve meets tomorrow. A big uh, a big get-together with a press conference that follows, I think, on Wednesday. The will they or won't they? It's going to be, at least right now, everyone says they will not be raising rates. Uh, but maybe we'll get some tough talk. About as soon as the data warrants it, we're going to get it done. But I don't know. You know what? I saw two things over the weekend. First, did you hear about uh, Kmart? I don't know if you saw this. Uh, Not a lot of hoopla. Uh, And I want to say they made the announcement either late Friday or Saturday. Closing another large amount. This time, all Kmart stores. This is on the heels of Moody's earlier in the week had issued a warning about Sears and Kmart that they didn't have enough money to continue operating. You know, you got to remember, they still have well over 1,000 stores between the two companies. Uh, and I want to say the announcement, I forget it, I think it was 70-some more. All of them Kmart stores are going to close uh, before the end of the year. They're not even going to quite make it through the Christmas holiday. That's, you know it's really bad. If they're not even going to get there. Right. If you, I mean, here it is. It's already the middle of September. And you're like, you uh, can't quite make it to, to Christmas. So they're all going to be closed, they said. They're going to get close. I want to say the first or second week in December, uh, they're going to close down. And then a really good article about the pension problems in California. Of course, you never get them during the week, right? This is something that most people wouldn't wouldn't have seen. Uh, only only people with no lives like myself find this stuff. But they were talking about how all of this happened and how bad the 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 real situation is for America. Now, you got to remember, it doesn't matter. Okay, California, just cross out California, write your state in there. Cross out California, write your city in there. Cross out your California, write the county you live in in there. They all did this. And all of this comes back to the 90s. And really, what you really have to do when you put all of these pieces of the puzzle together, they had put in all sorts of laws during the first Great Depression to limit 
what the banking industry could do. And by banking, really we're talking insurance, we're talking finance, we're talking all of the all of these things. And really, most now most large corporations really have a lot of finance involved in it, doesn't it? Even like Sears and Eddie Lampert and all of this, this hedge fund guy that owns them. And you think about all these companies out there that are owned or managed by hedge funds and all of the financing that surrounds all of the balance sheets of all of these companies and how they deregulated all of the banking industry. I mean, there's a reason why all of these we got these global banks, too big to fail, emerged out of getting rid of the laws that we put in place during the Great Depression that prevented banks from ever getting that big. Right? There was a lot of logic behind that. Hey, if we don't let them get that big, then if there's trouble, we can at least what? We can contain it because they're not that big. And then they came up with all of these great new products. You know, you may remember some of these products. Derivatives, right? You've heard about that, the, the uh, what are they called? The dark pools of the balance sheet where $700 trillion worth of debt lies around that never gets traded and nobody really knows what it is. Right, the housing market, we heard of these CDOs and all of these other types of debt instruments. And it was these instruments that they said allowed for a new era of banking that made it safer. And what we found out is obviously what it hadn't made us safer at all. If anything, it's made us what it's made it more risky. But during the heyday of this new banking era, this new debt era, and you think about like the dot-com bubble, right? all of that was fueled by what? By debt IPOs of companies that never made a single dollar in their life, raising billions and billions of dollars, and the stock market was yielding these great returns, and we had a Fed funds rate of about 5 or 6%, which meant a 10-year note, just a simple treasury note, would get to 8%. And Wall Street came a-calling. They came calling to your cities and your counties. They came calling to your states. They came calling to the union membership of the police, the fire departments, the teachers' unions, the city employees' unions. They called everybody. And you know what they told them? Here's what they told them. Hey, listen, we've gotten so good. You guys can all retire at 55. And you know what? Some of you, you fire guys, you police guys, we can we probably retire at 50. And you'll be able to get over half of your pay when you retire for the rest of your life. 
And guess what? Here's the best part. It's not going to cost the taxpayer a single cent. That's what they sold all of us. Now, let me ask you this. Because obviously you're sitting there and you're looking and you're like, come on. That makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. You're telling me that I can give all my workers, police, fire, teachers, city workers, county workers, state workers, pension plans that allow them to retire in their 50s and get more than half of their pay for the rest of their lives, and it's not going to cost anybody anything? Who wouldn't sign up for that deal? Right. No one's passing that off. Who would pass that up? No one's passing that up, man. Right? I'm the governor of the state of Arizona or California. I'm like, what? Wait till I tell everybody they're going to vote for me. Are you kidding me? I'm going to be, I'm going to be the king. And this is what they did. Now, pay no attention that all throughout history, from our founding fathers to FDR to Richard Nixon, right? Everybody wrought full of warnings about these money changers. Don't trust these guys, right? They're like the the snake oil salesmen, right? You just buy this bottle of elixir and any of your problems will go away. Your knee pain, your back pain, the headache, I don't fix anything. Bad teeth, summer teeth, it don't matter. Baldness, we got the cure. And all of the all of them did this. And this is what I'm saying. It's kind of like the Wells Fargo thing. Right? We know. We're not stupid. Obviously, the culture at Wells Fargo was they expected all of their employees to sell us a bunch of crap we didn't need. And make a whole bunch of money off of us. It wasn't 5,300 rogue employees. So when you sit there and you start thinking about how is it that all of these states, all of these cities, all of these counties got the same problem? They bought into the same plan? Right. They all bought the same thing. And the funny thing is, is it's just like Obamacare, right? Oh, yeah, don't worry. We're going to give millions and millions of people free health care, and somehow your health care is going to get cheaper. And it's going to save on the debt. (laughs) It doesn't really matter. And so they're talking about how even CalPERS itself, who is California, they run the pension for California. By the way, CalPERS is vital to the survival of Wall Street. See how the other hand washes the other, right? We always talk about following the money. And this is why I tell you your money's under attack. Because where is the biggest pools of money? 
It's in your 401ks. It's in your IRAs. It's in your bank. Is it really there, though? It's a great question. I mean, well, is you... your 401k money really there? It's there, right, in some form of an election. Now, is it a Bernie Madoff money? I don't know. How do you know? I don't know. Can you feel it? Can you touch it? They won't even send you the the actual stock certificate. Remember back in the day when people bought us, they, they got an actual certificate of ownership. You don't even get that anymore. But you're sitting there and you're realizing this giant game that has been played upon all of us, and it went on for decades. And the funny thing about it is these central bankers, they knew all about it. They were the ones that were sitting there with the banks telling, yep, Washington, you should absolutely get rid of these regulations. These are bad people. That, That was 1930s regulation. It's time to get with the, you know, this was back in the 80s and the 90s. It's time to get with the 80s and the 90s. We've learned our lesson. And now even the even the the pension plans themselves were like, God, yeah, you know, based on these numbers, it'll be great. Of course, what happened? Those numbers weren't real. Now we're sitting here and we're talking about over the next 48 hours. Hey, are we going to go to a half of a percent? A half. And they're not going to, oh, that's too scary. I don't think we can do it. These are funds that used to, back when they told us about these great plans, no one, you know what would have been crazy? What about a Fed funds rate of 3%? That's, that's crazy talk. You're just being an alarmist. Rates would never go down. The Fed funds rate will never go to 3%. You're just a crackpot. They're going to get 7, 8, 9, 10% a year just from investing in treasuries. Right, of course, and then they went all the way down to 1%, right, for a whole year. Ooh. And that was the reason why we got the housing bubble. Right, of course, that wasn't the reason. The reason why I got the housing bubble is because bankers were behaving badly. Patriot Radio News Hour. What does that mean for all of you? That's coming next. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily look at the significant issues of our time from an experienced conservative perspective. Mrs. Schlafly is a constitutional attorney, author of 25 books, and founder of Eagle Forum, a leading force in the pro-family movement since 1972. Now for Mrs. Schlafly from the Eagle Forum studios, here's Ryan Haidt. Each new school year brings shocking new developments in our public schools, and parents need to be aware of them. As reported by the Washington Post, this fall, a new movement attempts to establish satanic clubs in public elementary schools. 
The Satanic Temple, which has already attracted national attention by erecting a 2,000-pound, 9-foot statue of an idol in Detroit, is applying to establish an after-school Satan club at multiple public elementary schools around our country. They have a website and activist leaders in many states. Some public school teachers have even offered to sponsor these clubs, and applications have already been filed with school officials in some very prestigious school districts, such as one in Prince George's County, Maryland, which borders D.C. These satanic clubs are first being introduced in schools that already have an existing Christian club called the Good News Club. The U.S. Supreme Court has interpreted the Equal Access Act to establish the right of Christian clubs to exist as a part of after-school programs in public schools. But the Good News Club is in only about 5% of our nation's public elementary schools. Other requirements, such as the need for a faculty sponsor, limit the ability to establish Christian clubs in many public schools. The same legal precedents that require public schools to allow Christian clubs also compel those schools to allow the creation of these satanic clubs. While it would be surprising if large numbers of students signed up for a satanic after-school club, the effect may be to cause censorship of all Christian activities in order to allow the exclusion as well of the satanic promotional efforts. For example, public meetings in an Arizona town were traditionally begun with a Christian prayer. But as soon as the satanic temple tried to open a meeting with its own invocation, the town instead abolished all prayers, including the Christian ones, for the opening of the meeting. Public schools today are certainly not what they used to be. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Here at Eagle Forum, we continue to monitor the dangerous activities and liberal agendas of many school districts around the country. Will you help? At eagleforum.org, we've set up a forum for involved parents to share their questions, frustrations, and victories. Add your comments to the education blog at eagleforum.org. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Radio News Hour. Welcome back on a Monday. And do you have the Mondays today? What do you have going on? I just I, I really don't like Monday. I don't. There's nothing about Monday that I like. I gotta get up, I know, like Sunday night even I don't even like Sunday night. I mean I do like you know what, I watched Ray Donovan was one of my favorite shows. If you ever if you watch it, great. If you don't, great. But it's a show that I like to it watch. It entertains you. It keeps me entertained. And when it's over, my weekend's over. It, like, signifies the end of my weekend. Huh, that's interesting because, for me, it's the Sunday night football game. Because I don't watch any dramas right now. You know, it used to be Sopranos Sunday. Right, right. You know, You're you'd right, have them, right? Entourage, you'd have something like that. Sundays was always, you know, a Game of Thrones is gone. You know, for another year. And so right now it's NFL Sunday night football game where the Packers 
lose to the Vikings last night. And I'll just tell you, you know, I mean, it, it's our Nothing getaway. Makes me happy. That actually made me happy. i got to be honest with you. See, we, we all, both Otis and Matt, you know they all love our, their Packers. Our cheesehead friends, take that. Take that is right. But, uh, yeah, so there's nothing about Monday that I like. So usually about 9 o'clock on Sunday is when I realize that uh, it's back to the grind. But then again, I should be thankful. At least I've got a grind to go back to. And this is part of, you know, this is really what I find so interesting. Is I remember, when I, even back when I first started, you know, back in 2004, People were talking about, you know, Wall Street was a a forward-looking indice. In other words, it would look into the future. Stocks were priced, you know, not based on what's now, but what we see not only next year, but three years from now, five years from now. And, and how quickly, in just a short period of time, we have become, now Wall Street's all worried about what happened in the last five minutes. See, and you know, you brought up earlier today, which was news to me, but yet I don't believe it's news to anybody that Kmart would be struggling right now. Right. Because haven't they been struggling for the last two they've decades? Been, they've been a well, cycle of decline. Slowly declining in number of stores. But let me ask you a question. And I'm, I mean, I'm dead serious when I say this. Have you seen a Kmart commercial on TV? I don't know. Are there even Kmart's in Arizona? When we I look, know you know, is. every Sunday I go through all the ads. Yeah, you do. Do 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 they have advertisement? No. I I really I am not. I'm surprised they're still in existence. You know who's next is Sears. Well, they're the same company, right? And they're they're so so. When you sit there and say this company is completely running in the red. How can you feel secure as an employee being employed by them? Well, you can't. And this is the same thing that we're, the same analogy. The Sears-Kmart analogy applies to the pension funds of all the states, of all the cities, of all the counties. And, and there are, there's a rare exception. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. There's a there's a handful of exceptions. Well, let me tell you something though. I want you to think about this. You know, last week it was Ford sending all their stuff into Mexico to be built. Now, right? Right. Well, hasn't Sears and Kmart been buying all of their clothes from Bangladesh and other countries that aren't America? Have didn't they do that same plan? But at the same time, is Sears, Kmart? Are they waiting for a bailout? A bail-in? What are they? What are they? What are they doing? If you're running in the red, shut the doors. You're just bleeding money. You're losing. How do you stay open? But this is where the bankers come in. See, because they would rather try to refinance, extend, and pretend. You ever ask yourself, how do these companies keep getting loans? Right? How do these states keep being able to sell bonds? Right? How is it possible that Chicago, Illinois, who like right, they are broke isn't even the word to use to describe them. They have no money. But yet somehow they keep continuing to sell bonds. How is it possible? And the answer is very simple. Wall Street would rather what? 
hey, let's extend it out and extend it out and extend it out. Because if we extend it out long enough, we can just write down a little bit. Just a little bit this year. A little bit. Because if it goes out of business right now, we're up. The, the, the gig's up. But if we're able to write down just a little bit every year, then it'll be okay. So by the time it takes, let's face it, Sears was out of business, Kmart was out of business 20 years ago. But yet they're still here. Right? There's only, there was three, I think they've lost two-thirds of all the stores they have, and they're going to lose the other third. But this is where we're heading. And this is something where when you start looking at what it is that you're really getting ready for. What, what are you really preparing for? When you buy gold and you buy silver and you put those things away, what is it that you're really preparing for? What is it that you're getting ready for? And the answer really is simple. You're getting ready for the collapse of the currency. But how does a currency collapse? I mean, technically, the Federal Reserve can just keep printing money. Right? There's no rule that says they can't. Matter of fact, Janet Yellen says, hey, listen, we've looked at it. In February, I wasn't so sure if we could go to negative rates. But by June, oh, we absolutely can't. Right, which is means they're getting ready to what? Confiscate money. And this is where it led me to my first question. Why is it all of a sudden, you know, you really pay too much in fees. These these Wall Street companies, these banks, they've really been ripping you off with these two percent a year fees every single year on your four oh one Ks and your IRAs, and then of course charging you all these fees for this account, that account, all these accounts that you probably didn't even want or need, but they sold them to you anyway. And now all of a sudden the government wants to get involved. Started writing new regulations. Then over the weekend we found out that the the dirty little secret's out for California. You know, they passed a massive tax hike three or four years ago. And then they pretended like everything was fine. But now they had to admit, oh, guess what? All those big they're back. And guess what? They're even bigger than ever. We're going to need to get some money from somebody. wonder who that's going to be. Take your radio news hour. We'll be back.
cities, states, pensions, mortgages, car loans, student loans, even credit cards. These are the many consumer loan products Wall Street has quote-unquote securitized. Right? That's the thing I was telling you about. They knew, oh, we've got this safer way of doing things. It's called securitization. Makes everything safe. See, we even put security in the word. You know those those spelling bees on ESPN? Could you uh, give me the origin of the word? Does that derive from Greek? Right? This is what these people have done. We've created this great new product. Because you see... You know, housing's a regional thing, and and just because things are bad in California doesn't mean they're bad in Arizona or Iowa or what you know, or New York. So it only stands to reason that if we chop up all of these loans, chop them up, chop, 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 chop them all up, and we just mix them all together in a big hodgepodge. That's going to be a whole lot safer. And, of course, all of us know now the world's not that big of a place, is it? Right? Ford's like, you know, Ford making the announcement, hey, we're going to Mexico. No one even really bats an eye. Oh, yeah, of course, sure. Mexico, I mean, Mexico's like down the street. Hey, we're going to Canada. Really, Canada's just around the block. I mean, right? China's like, oh, that's just, uh, it's like the next city over. But this is how bad things have really gotten screwed up. As they package them up, they slice them, they dice them, they sell them to investors. You know, your pension funds, your 401ks, your IRAs. They've had their ups and downs over the years, haven't they? They're not quite as safe as they led us all to believe. Now add to the list. This is the great part. Ready for this? Mobile phone payments are now going to be securitized by Wall Street. In July, Verizon became the first company to sell a bond deal Backed by monthly mobile phone payments. In other words, the bankers came in and said, hey, uh, you want to borrow a billion dollars? Well, you know, you've already got a lot of loans. You know, you've already owed a lot of money on all this other stuff that you've already borrowed again. Uh, what other type of asset do you got? Uh, you can't use carpet. Uh, you, you, we borrowed against that a long time ago. All that, land, all those cell towers. Right? We already loaned. No, already did that too. Oh, you got an inventory of stuff. Yeah, we loaned against that too. The real estate. Yeah, we already did that. I know. How about we let you borrow money on payments people haven't made yet? Doesn't that sound like a good idea? Wireless carriers have created such deals before. But they've only sold them within bank markets. 
In other words, you and I weren't forced to take some of these things on. Verizon's $1.2 billion sale into the broader marketplace, the first step in what many analysts believe could explode into a multi-billion dollar market within next year. You know, when I think about all of these cities, you know, they loaned against their trash collections. They they borrowed against their their uh, parking meters. <laughs> right, right. I mean, they borrowed against their toll roads, their sewer systems. You name it, they've done it. And they all end up working out the same. But this is really what they're calling progress. Homer asked me the question during the break, what does the central bank print money for? Right? They're printing money to buy debt. That's what it's all about. Because you see what happens when people don't want to buy the debt anymore. There's no one left to buy it. And when there's no one left to buy it, bad things happen. Because, see, this debt doesn't really trade. It's on bank balance sheets, and people pretend they're worth all of this money until they're not. Right? This is part of what happened during the housing crisis. How did all of those loans go bad? Well, people figured out, hey, I just went to this subdivision, and nobody lives there. But yet all of these people have taken out these loans against all of these houses. And, of course, nobody wanted to buy a mortgage-backed security. And so what happened? The prices crashed. And all of a sudden, every bank in America became insolvent overnight. And what did we learn from this lesson? What did the banks promise us to do and we ended too big to fail and we put in all these regulations? Yeah. Who's not going to pay their phone bill? I get it. You may not pay your mortgage, but you're paying that cell phone bill. And you know what they may <laughs> They may be right. We actually know people. They didn't pay their mortgage. They paid their cell phone bill. Absolutely. Can't reach your kids on your mortgage. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can't play Tetris with your mortgage. What could possibly go wrong with that? More candy crust when we get back. Checking us out online at allamericangold.com. It's that simple. Take a look at the product or give us a call, 1-800-951-0592. The lovely Wendy's here to take your calls. We've been super, super busy this morning. Uh, I had a great special lined up, and before I got a chance to 
tell you all about it. We sold out of it. You didn't even get to promote I, it, I and you sold out of it. But I've got a backup plan, and I was actually, I'm glad it happened because I wouldn't have even inquired. Uh, it's not a big one. But these are uh, the $5 Liberty gold pieces. These are the quarter ounce. These are the old ones, the 1866. Nice fractional the, piece, Yeah, right? fractional to 1907. And really, you just don't get a lot of them anymore. I remember, you know what, I could sell 100 of them. I sell 200 of them, really, without it being a problem. And now, if you had 50 or 60, that'd be a ton of them. I don't have that many. I've got about 35. 35 $5 Liberties. If you go out online, you'll see them. They're 390 but I'm, these 35, I'm going to be able to take them all the way down to 365. That's how well we were able to buy them. Um, Wendy just bought them, and I'm not kidding, about, what, three or four minutes ago. Yeah, she just got off the line. So, she just got off the so line with it. We got $35 Liberty Gold pieces, the 1866 to 1907 legal, lawful, constitutional tender at 365 Dollars. Uh, if you want to put it on a credit card, credit card fee would apply at that price at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. The Dow's up about forty points right now. Gold's up seven thirteen hundred and fourteen dollars. Silver's up about fifty cents this morning, uh, nineteen dollars and twenty five cents. Uh, if you're looking at some silver, I have in stock. I've got rolls of half dollars and rolls of, of, of silver quarters, all pre-1965. I have those in stock as we speak. So if you want to throw some silver in, by all means, call us at 800-951-0592. I do have also, I have, I don't have very many, but I got 15 St. Gordon. $15, St. Gaudens. I know that's just not very many, but it, it, it is what I have. Uh, they're at $1,425. couple lines open. Take advantage of it. Take, Give it a call. Yeah, we do have two lines open right now at 800-951-0592. Of course, uh, tomorrow starts the Federal Reserve meeting, uh, and they'll line up and they'll take their, their limousines and all of that and, and have a nice little meeting uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon. Uh, we will get the results of those meetings. Uh, and really, when you really think about the, the, and the whole scheme of things, I mean, they've really lost control. Right? They, they just don't have any good options left. The gun is empty, right? Whatever metaphor you'd like to use, uh, it's time to get prepared for what's coming. 800-951-0592. Everybody have a great rest of your Monday. We'll talk again tomorrow.